Welcome to Be Still and Know, New Covenant Lutheran Church's devotional podcast, week 2, April 19th through 25th. I hope that last week was one of joy, grace, and authenticity for you. I found those three words very present for me last week, both during my devotional times and throughout each day. We'll get more into that as we progress through this podcast. Last week, I read April 19th through 25th of the book, and there were some real zingers from God this week. As a reminder, I'm reading Be Still and Know from Broad Street Publishing, and I will link the book again if you're interested in purchasing it and reading along with me. So first, of course, was the reading from this Monday. What a huge coincidence after I wrote about Prince Philip and expressed sadness for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth sitting alone as part of my devotional to then open the book on Monday to a comparison that included none other than the Queen herself. I was floored. It's important for me to tell you that I did not read ahead before I wrote my devotional last week, so I had no idea what the readings were going to be. Reading that piece about sitting and talking to the Queen at Buckingham Palace was incredible for me, and I've thought about it a lot this week. Was it coincidence? Perhaps. Or was it God's way of reminding me that even if we are alone by the world's standards, like the Queen was alone at St. George's Chapel for the funeral, we are never truly alone as he is always with us and watching over us. In Matthew 1, 23, we're told that the name Emmanuel literally means God with us. And I take comfort in that both for myself and for the Queen. So as humans, we are often quick to complain when something doesn't go our way when things are challenging, or even when we have a bit of a rough day. This isn't a new thing. Look at what we read on Tuesday this week. The Israelites were literally freed from slavery in Egypt, given a new life which they'd be able to live out in a new home, and they still complained. Complaining isn't a new thing. So this led me back to our previous week and the lessons we've read about grace. In particular, I want to talk about Ephesians 2, 8, which says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. This is a gift from God. When we're reminded that grace is a gift from God, and yet we still complain about the troubles and issues we have, are we not perhaps then taking that gift and ignoring it? Would it not be better to live in that grace, recognizing that life isn't perfect and things will go wrong, but even when we mess up, much like people have always done, I mean, look at David and Paul and the examples about them in this week's reading. Even when we do mess up, we still have so much to be joyful about and grateful for. God will provide for and care for us even in those times, even when we mess up. When I really think deeply about that and the way that God made sure we'd be saved by sending his son Jesus to be crucified, it is overwhelming to say the least. No matter what we do in life, God loves us just the same. I see that as a huge responsibility. He had so much love for us 
and always will. And I feel an immense need to make him proud. I know I'll mess up at times. I'll make mistakes and let the gift of grace fall to the wayside. But I hope that I'll always learn from those mistakes, never making the same one twice. Another topic we read about this week that had God reaching out and getting my attention was fear. Fear is a powerful emotion, one that can sometimes completely overwhelm people. But the fact is, while fear can come in many forms, we know that it's the work of evil and it has no match for the love that Jesus has for us. I'll be the first to say, phew, thank goodness for that. In 1 John verse 4, 18, we're told, Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Verses like this one are the perfect reminder that if we have faith, we can overcome fear. Each of us have many things in our lives that can make that feeling of fear rise up in us. Perhaps it's waiting for test results, or maybe it's the fear of the unknown, or perhaps even a worldwide pandemic, which I'm sure we can all relate to. Something God helped me remember this week in a moment of fear is that we, as a community of faith, can help each other to dispel fear. So I want to just say, if anyone listening has something that they are worrying or feeling fearful about, I encourage you to reach out to another follower of Jesus or reach out to our church directly. When I was younger, my mom always told me, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I still recite that to myself today. So this conversation of fear brings up an interesting thought though. Because sharing what's troubling us can take courage and confidence. We have to take that step of faith sometimes to share with others something that's perhaps very personal. In 1 Chronicles 28.20, we're told, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. On Thursday this week, we read about walking confidently. And while what I just shared from First Chronicles encourages us to be confident, I was also cautioned by God this week. When I think about a confident person, I think of people who stand tall and command a room. I imagine Jesus preaching to a crowd, whether he was standing or sitting under a tree. I imagine him very confident in stature. So I grew up dancing all the way from age two until I was in my 20s. And something we were told over and over was to stand up straight, stand tall. And so now that's a learned habit. No matter my mood, I am always reminded to stand up tall. But is that not perhaps a wall? By standing up tall at all times... Am I perhaps not allowing people to see me? That's a question that God put on my heart this week, and I share it with you who are listening in case that thought sparks something in you too. Another message we read about this week was change. This is a tough one for many. 
Not many people like change, and it can take a lot of time to adjust. It's a well-known fact that life can be unpredictable. And so the more we recognize and acknowledge that, the better off we are. Like we read this week, the disciples had to be flexible. They had to be flexible and change based on the miracles that Jesus was performing in front of them. Things they had once believed to be impossible were happening right before their very eyes, changing their perception of what was possible. I can't imagine the way that they felt watching and witnessing each of the miracles Jesus performed. But I also know that if I had to adapt to that kind of change, instead of adapting to masks and social distancing, I know what I'd choose. During this year of constant change and having to adapt to a new normal, I've often found myself living in between the two examples we read about this week. Either a life is great or a life is bad mentality. In the book this week, I felt challenged to live more in a place of contentment, a place of trust, because the truth is, a life with Jesus is a life of contentment. We're here for such a short time, and I'm learning to make the most of everything and see the cup half full. I'm also learning every day that regardless of what happens in the world, I am on the right path. Sometimes it's winding, other times it's long and straight, sometimes it's narrow, and other times it's wide. But like it says in Psalm 25, God leads us in what is right and teaches us the way. All of life can be one lesson after another or one path after another if and only if we are open to listening and learning and trusting God's path for us. Very often people are quick to think they have no more to learn. I read a quote this week. The day we stop learning is the day we stop living. Yes, that is very dramatic, but there is a very strong point at the root of that statement. And that brings me almost to my last point for today. Following the directions and teachings of the world has a chance to lead us astray. It's our responsibility as Christians to follow the teachings and directions from God. Our journey whilst on the earth, is one that God already has a roadmap for. We just have to be comfortable enough to follow his GPS when the world is going in an alternate direction. I want to encourage you this week to listen to your inner voice. Pay attention to those times when you feel compelled to do something that might not feel like it's a part of your earthly plan, because It might just be part of your heavenly plan. I felt this today at church. No one was standing to worship, but I just felt called that it was what God wanted me to do in that moment. So I stood. Jesus shared the day before his crucifixion when talking about his disciples, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. We read this in John 17, 16. This for me is a reminder that while we are in the world, we are not of it. And sometimes walking on that heavenly path 
I talked about before might not make you the most popular person. And Jesus warned us of this too. But sometimes you just have to stand up and worship. I hope that you all can stand tall this week, be ready to accept change and be open to learning. I know for sure that I am. Amen.